Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives Podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Carabin, and Kathy Rumsey. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Psychic Wives. I'm Ginger Hendry. I'm Kathy Rumsey. I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm Nancy Smith. We are very lucky to have Nancy come join us today. Nancy's been on before um, as a guest wife. And we are going to be talking about angels. Um, angels come up a lot in readings. Um, people have an interest in angels, but maybe know more about archangels than angels. And so we're just going to kick it off. I'm, I'm interested in uh, you, Nancy, talking about um, sort of how you uh, how you came up and were engaged in that. Now, I full disclosure, I did an intensive workshop with Nancy, a class um, in the Akasha, working with the Akasha records. And we did work with angels uh, in a way that I hadn't before. So I'm just curious if you can kind of take us back. I am raising my hand. (laughs) Before she takes us back, can you do a little tiny discussion about the difference between angels and archangels? Oh, yeah. Because I think people don't realize that, don't get that they're different. Yeah, well... Um, I accidentally call some angels archangels because they're my favorite angels, but archangels seem to be like the CEOs or the head of, or they hold the big energy of um, what I see as a throne or a discipline. And um, so Archangel Michael is about protection, but he's also about clear thinking. And Archangel Michael will have a ton of, you know, I think I think of the word minions because I love that that movie, Despicable yeah. Me. But they really aren't minions, but, they, but he holds that energy so that there's many angels that work with him in that in that discipline of protection and self-awareness and and self-awareness keeps us safe within ourselves or keeps us growing and learning. Raphael um, is the archangel, for instance, of of healing and the arts. And um, so we'll have many, many angels working within that discipline or that realm. And then we have our guardian angels, which I am fascinated with guardian angels because we each individually, we all have our own guardian angel that's assigned to us while while our life is being prepared before we're born. And um, and they are not considered archangels, um, but I think they're very powerful angels, very powerful beings. And they hold for our whole lifetime our uh, soul's purpose, our soul's path, uh, the the design for our life now. And um, so there's, so there's all of that. And then um, I, I, I've read uh, they're the lesser angels, the bigger, bigger angels. And, and are they on a process of learning and growing themselves? I think they are. Um, so that that's the difference I would think. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Sorry to interrupt Ginger. I just thought that, <laughs> no, no, I, I just, just thought that a lot of to... people would be like, wait, angels ain't arc, what, uh, you know what I mean? And a little bit of a distinction there. 
Yeah. And well, even with that distinction too, I know sometimes people will say to me, if I'm doing a reading and whatnot, we're talking about angels or angels come in, um, then they will say, um, I think that my guardian angel is my grandmother or this. And I don't, I, I can't speak to that at all. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same to me personally. It feels like there is an angelic energy and a family. Yes. Energy to me. Yeah, I think the same way. Yeah. Yeah. People people like to feel like grandma's watching over me and she's my angel because that's how they're relating. That's their language. That's their perception. So I'm not going to argue with somebody on that ever. But uh, but, grandma is watching over you. Yeah. And she feels like an angel. She's very protective. And But your guardian angel is, is an angel. It's not part of your family team. And it's part of your angelic soul team. And it has a very different perspective than, say, grandma would have. Okay. So, so um, we'll, we'll go back to um, sort of how you came up into this. Now, uh, full disclosure, I think we've talked about this maybe even the last time. You were raised Catholic. Yes. Also, right? And so were we. So there is a familiarity yeah. <laughs> of um, of angels in general. But when you started on this path and, and stepped into it, how did you begin that relationship or how did, how did that evolve? You know, I, I've thought about that a hun- lots of times, especially you're not the only one that, that's asked me. And um, when I first began the, um, my journey, a, lot, a series of things had happened to push me on to this kind of esoteric, like what the heck's going on, woohoo journey. And that the, the energies that I felt the safest was the most comfortable with, with the in, energies of the angels. As a matter of fact, when I was little, um, I was pretty darn, uh, I, I saw things, heard things, felt things that weren't necessarily in anybody else's life. It took me a while to figure that out. So I called them my angels because they felt very, very good. And I also felt a little bit with um, Mother Mary, um, with with. with I felt like they were all kind of in a group and a team. And um, so that's where that began. And so when I began and I was, um, became a, when I was Catholic, I became a, uh, you could call it a born again Catholic, but they call it the Catholic charismatic renewal kind of movement within the Catholic church, where you were seeing spirits, angels, you were talking, you were in direct conversation. There was healing, prophecy, speaking in tongues and all of that was going on. And again, I felt that it was my angels that were around me. So it's, it's, I think, a natural um, going into kind of Reiki and the New Age. Angels were right there. Mm-hmm. So, um, and um, it's not to say that I ascended masters or um, other kinds of guardians or other beings from other religions aren't um, real or valid to me. It's just what I'm used to um, in terms of since I was tiny. Right. So, don't want to diminish anything or put the angels above or although I feel like the angels exist in every single um when you when you study any kind of religion or their mystical aspect of it you'll see an aspect of an angel even when I was studying the Quechua shamanic tradition in Peru they called them winged beings and they each had their own mountain and so the winged being of the mountain would come down to the um the shamans and and guide them and direct them what to do with the villagers with the people so that that was a a, a leveled pegging say pegging order, but mm. so you had the, the you had source God the Creator, then you had the winged beings, then you had the shamans, and then you had the people. So I feel I find that's fascinating. Um, I do too, and I'm wondering is you you said this, and I think this makes a lot of sense that it's the language that we use. 
So the energy, um, the being, whatever the essence is the same. It, it, it's the same, but maybe in this religion or in this culture, we call it this yeah. and we call it that because th those are our words, but what exists is the same. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I feel. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it. And I think that's been a common theme in the background of a lot of our podcasts is like, you know, um, the similarities between religions or um, modalities um, just we call it something else, you know, right. but it's the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel Nancy, like, how do you work with them? Like how do you work with angels with clients or, or. Yeah. Um, well, so how I work with them and, and, and they always are telling me you're not working with us enough is <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you ever get that from your guys. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah. I, Hello, <laughs> we're right here. So, uh, how I work with my clients is, um, first of all, as I open up the Akashic records, I'm I'm calling in the angels, masters, teachers, loved ones, all the guides on the spirit side that are here to help, and the angels are a very important part of that. And I'll feel into the angels where the angel is. The first, um, the I guess the priority connection for me with the client is their soul. And their soul is connected to, you know, all those beings as well. So, cause their soul has their plan and has their, where they've been tripping over and what the, the soul really wants to experience. But I also, um, when I'm doing an assessment or a general reading, I use angel cards and um, I use Kimberly Maroney's angel cards. Um, and I'm saying that for a specific reason, but, um, and um, <clears throat> so that keeps me in line with the different aspects of the angels as I'm connecting to the person I'm reading for. So um, it, it grounds me. The, an, the angelic work, when I believe it or not, um, when I'm working with a client, grounds me into the client and grounds me into myself. So that's kind of how I work with them. Sometimes they'll pop in and they'll say, I said, Michael's really around you. And um, he's really talking about how you're, you know, doing such and such and, and you need, a, you need a lot of protection, but you're, you're sabotaging yourself. You're putting yourself into those danger zones. It's kind of thing like that. <clears throat> and uh, I've just been really coming into an understanding of two angels um, properties, like the angel, Archangel Gabriel. I feel I've always limited how I looked at Gabriel. And then I was corrected just not just about a week ago that he, he, she, they're neutral, does way more than I give this angel credit for or allow into my life more angel Gabriel, I always thought as the messenger, the words of God coming with the light, clearing, you know, Gabriel, uh, to me, when I'm working in the Akashic Records and soul contract work, and people are trying to see what they need to see about themselves, and they can't, can't see anything. And I, I just don't understand. I asked Gabriel to come in and lighten it up, you know, just put a big sun, you know, sun on it or flashlight or whatever. Uh, but Gabriel has been... Um, revealing to me that there is a huge healing modality that comes in with Gabriel that mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't know. So I'm excited to, to um, look at that. Um, and, if, how would you, if somebody wanted to just really start connecting with their angels, how do we go about that? You know, <clears throat> there like, are, is it getting a deck? Is it getting a, yeah, I think the first, keep it simple. Um, <clears throat> you want to connect with an angel, just close your eyes and quietly say, I'd like to connect with an angel here that could help me with this situation. Got it. Okay. As simple as that. And then may the best angel show up and um, that kind of thing. So 
<clears throat> there can be lots of rituals, lighting candles or setting intentions or fasting or, or making sure that you're clear in your mind, body, and, and your um, thoughts, your mind, body, and your spirit to, to receive the angels. And there's, there's tons of information around there. I'm a simple, you know, shoot from the hip kind of person. I could really use an angel's help right now. Um, or I'm not sure what to do with this. And I'm going around this like a, like a hamster and uh, who can come forward? Can a guide come forward? Can an ascended master, can an angel come forward? Um, so even sometimes they don't, I don't give them top billing the way I should. But uh, And you don't always know. I mean, you probably know now, right? Who comes in? You, you may recognize that energy or hear that name that, that we associated with that energy. Um, but for a person who's starting out, they may not know who's right. coming in. They may be able to feel that presence. The right? first, so the first thing is to feel the presence. Yeah. And some people feel like I don't know them because I don't know their names. Yeah. And to say, um, I understand how people feel that way. And I understand the importance of a name, but I have been given lots of names and sometimes I'll feel an angelic presence come in and it's a new one and I don't have the name just let the presence come in just let the energy come in you've called in an angel and I feel that strongly that um their protection as soon as you call in an angel their protection is immediately around you so willy-nilly isn't going to come through an angel is going to come through and can you say can you so then like you may it may be a new energy and then later do you find a name do you assign a name do you do you, you know hey you know do we know enough each other well enough for you to tell me who you are? You know, <laughs> I know what's your name. Yeah. Um, sometimes yes. And sometimes, um, sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes we're all human and something may happen in, in a wink, a wink of an eye, you know, you, you've need it. You need that Uber ride to show up on time and it shows up on time. And that was all you say, God, that was an angelic intervention. Then you get, then you get to where you're going and you forget that there was some kind of angelic intervention. And I don't forget to say thank you, even though you don't have the name, I always say thank you. But um, I was in um, I was in the shower the other day and the name Simon came in real loud and clear. And so I'm trying to figure out Simon and where does the Simon belong? And what is this, what is the work that I'll be doing with the Simon? So, so it, it can be as clear as a bell and it can be um, a mystery that you have to figure out. Interesting. Um, what was I going to ask? Sorry, talk amongst yourselves. It'll come back. <laughs> oh, guardian angels. You mentioned guardian angels and we're assigned a guardian angel prior to our birth. Is that what you yeah. said? Okay. That's my, it's my experience. Correct. And and how do, can we do the same thing? Hey, I want to know who my guardian angel is. I want to know. I want you can same thing, right? I, I feel, yeah, I've done this a number of times and I've been in groups that they've done it together where you just can go into a very light, breath, uh, a deeper breathing, a slow breathing. And your intention is everything. Set your intention that you connect with your guardian angel and, um, and just let that, um, as you relax, you get more sensitized to the energies around you. And just sometimes you'll feel a gentle touch on your hand or your cheek. You'll feel a presence. Um, I also feel uh, sitting down with a notebook or a journal in front of you as a dear guardian angel. Um, I, I'd like for you to come here with me and then just write down, this is the things that I'm working on. These are the things I'm thinking on. And um, if you're, you know, stay calm with what you're writing, 
and be willing to receive information, sometimes a new idea or thought will occur to you about the thing you're struggling with. That's your guardian angel talking to you. It's your higher self also talking mm-hmm. to you and your creative self. But um, I, I want to throw in the guardian angel absolutely um, makes a bridge between you and your soul sometimes if you can't really connect with your soul. Your guardian angels, if you ask, the rule with the angelic realm is you need to ask. They'll be around you. They'll hold you. They'll walk through with you through all kinds of, you know, hellfire and brimstone. But if you don't ask for help, you're not going to yeah, be that's aware. A, that's a big theme. And it's so funny because I, I, I've been dealing with um, something the past couple of days that um, trying to explain to people that they, they, if they, you just have to ask for help. You just have to ask. And I'm reminded of that a lot. Like when we're doing animal readings, when we're doing um, mediumship readings, um, you know, I'll get clients that say, well, you know, are, can I, can, are they, you know, they always, are they always with me or are they always, and what I find is the, um, sometimes like if I'm doing, working with a loved one in spirit, they want you to, they want to build a relationship. They want to build a new relationship from where they are at this point. Um, but you have to ask, you know, if, if I'm here to help, it's almost like you, you got to give them permission or something to come in, you know, like ask, ask them that and, and ask them anything, you know, yeah. I'm having a hard time with, you know, my relationship. I'm having a hard time with boundaries. I'm having a hard time with whatever, but help me. You know, I love, you know, something popped into my head while you were saying it is, is that why do they want, why can't they just help us? Why, why, why am I have to ha- remember to ask them? And I think it has to do with being in the present moment and being yes. in relation to you. So that, cause you're responsible for your part of the deal yes. here. Right. I love that. that. You know, it's funny that you, that you said that because I had a read. My mother died and um, when I was maybe like 30, I think. Um, and many years later, I had a mediumship reading and she came through. And she's the that's the first time I had really ever thought of it. She said to me, you don't ask for help. I'm here. Everybody's here. You have all this help around you. You never ask for help. And I was like stunned because <laughs> yeah. it never to me. I mean, I said prayers and, you know, was kind of more probably along the religious lines then. Um, I, it didn't occur to me. Um, so yeah, because probably when you're saying prayers, you're our father who art in heaven and help it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you never, you know, did you ever say I'm in a bad situation? I need help. Who can? Yep. And and it yep. is, it's, just, it's like picking up the phone and calling your bestie saying, I need yeah. help. Right. Yeah. You know, and we don't do that even with our besties in real life because nope. it's this thing of I don't want to take up their time. They're going to judge me. Right. They have their own problems. You know, they're, yeah, yeah, I don't answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, an, and I think, yeah, yeah, that's such a bad thing. When did that start? Well, I guess <laughs> it's always been like that. Put on your big girl pants. Right. Um, man up. Be independent. Be independent. Think- Take care of yourself. You're the, and then, you know, you're the only one that you can try, you know, like on a more negative, you know, you know, you can only depend on yourself, da, 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 you know, one thing that sometimes with women, absolutely, you know, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of yourself, you know, just, you know, you gotta be like a man, you know, you gotta, you know. know. God bless. Is another reason why we, especially women don't ask for help. Now think about this. You're asking for help. And then the person comes in to help you, whether whoever it is, mom, dad, anybody, husband, 
And they're going to tell you who you are, why you're doing it wrong, and what you should be thinking about instead. Right. So we, we have trouble just doing relationship with each yeah. other. And relationship can say, I honor you. I see that you're having trouble. What do you need trouble? How do you see this situation? How do you want me? And how do you, where do you want the help kind of thing so that you're not being X'd out of the solution, right? Angels want an illusion. Yeah, I have uh, an acquaintance and she's going through a very difficult time. And she's used to not asking for help for any, from anyone, from anyone, from anyone. And she's in a really bad place and, but she doesn't trust anybody and she doesn't want to bare her soul to anybody. And so if she would listen to me, that would be kind. So, okay. So bare your soul to the angels, bare your soul to God's spirit universe, you know, ask them because, because then you can sit uh, with yourself talking to them, bearing your soul knowing that they're not going to go tell anybody else because that's one of her problems. She doesn't, you know, she's, she's very independent and very, you know, private and doesn't want it spread around town. Okay. Use your angels. You know, if you don't want to tell anybody, you know, I, I think people could get a lot from that, you know, because some things are deep. Some things are, I can't even say this out loud to somebody else. Exactly. Oh my gosh. We have so many secrets like that. Being vulnerable to other people is scary. Being vulnerable to the angels is empowering. Yes. Yes. Or just asking for help. Like I think, and I I probably have said this on a podcast before, but you know, years ago I had a, a really tough situation happening and I was struggling um, with it. And this one Sunday, I remember sitting here saying, you know, to my mother, I, I need help. Like, I, I need you to tell me I'm so tired. I, I, I don't know what to do with this particular situation. And on Tuesday, my brother called, he had had a mediumship session Monday night and my mother came through and told the medium, this is for my daughter. Um, and said what I needed to do, like, <laughs> like black and white. And he didn't know I had asked. It was two days later. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and then I told him, Hey, I, I asked her on Sunday and, and Monday night, she's like, okay, here you go. And I love that you, what you said, Nancy, um, bearing your soul to the end. Is that what you said? Bearing your soul to the angels is empowering. Because it can be empowering because of stuff like that, because, oh my gosh, I just got the answer. Yeah. What else can I ask for? Do you know what I mean? I, so, but, on a, but it's not even just about just getting the answer. It's about, I think it's about the connection too. Like realizing, oh my God, I am not alone. Exactly. Right. Oh my, God, my mom is still with me. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And you don't have to be someone like us. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a psychic, an intuitive, an animal communicator, a an Akashic uh, record reader. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be a person like us. You just have to get ask. quiet and ask. Yeah. yeah absolutely. They're, yeah. they're not assigned. They're not... Catholic tells you, um, you remember who's Catholic here? Um, okay. <laughs> recovering. Yeah. Remember, recovering. 
Remember that prayer we had to say before we took our communion? Um, something about contrition. Was it the act of contrition? Yeah, well, you had to say, yeah. "I'm worthy to receive you." Only yeah. say the yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like not true. You're I am worthy to receive. Yeah, and they're waiting to to show up. Um, and you have to decide of your own worthiness if you're a recovering Catholic. You fight through that. I got to clean up my room before. Um, can I tell you a story? I had, you know, you have to clean up your room before you're ready. Uh, as a story that I tell, I've told it a few times and I, I wrote about it, but, um, I was going through this divorce and it was really awful. My kids were just real tiny and I couldn't, um, sleep. I had really bad insomnia for months and months, maybe getting two hours of sleep a night. And I was exhausted and crabby and, and a lot of negative thinking was going on because I was so tired. So, um, I started to, uh, I decided I should just say the rosary at night, that, that, that this would help me for some reason. Um, so I found a rosary and started saying it to thinking it would put me to sleep. And uh, so at one point, I think one time it was four in the morning and I started saying the rosary and I kind of went into this kind of spaced out, you could call it trance or I call it really tired and spaced out. And um, I kind of had a, this dream that was not a dream. And it was Mary coming through and she was standing on this hill of red dirt. And anyway, she was saying to me, uh, um, she, she wasn't necessarily saying stop saying the rosary, but she says, when you say those prayers, all those Our Fathers and Hail Marys, I can't tell what's going on with you. And so she the place that was keeping me awake, which was my solar plexus. And, and she said, this is how I want you to pray. And she took all the words that were jumbled up in my gut that I was not confident to say to anybody. And she said them out loud in my head. And mm -hmm. I felt so much better. And she said, this is what I need to hear from you because this is where I can, when you tell me these things, I can come in and really help you. I can be present for you. If you're pushing me out with, with the repeated prayers, you're, you're um, lots of things are going on. You're, you're without realizing it, you're pushing me out, but, but also you're, um, you're blocking your pain or you're blocking how you're really feeling and you can't heal it if you don't feel it kind of thing. And it was, Change that's amazing. Life. And that, that is kind of what we just said, because we as Catholics, we were taught, you just say that same thing over and over and over and over and over. But it's just it, it does. I can still when's the last time I was in church, I can get in a church and I can still say every one of those things. Me too. They've changed them a little bit now. Like yeah. when you're like, oh, gosh, well, they threw that paragraph in. You know what I mean? Like they've changed things a little bit now. But still and it's not just the prayers. It's the whole like nah, 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 body, nah, nah, yeah. you know, like whatever. Right. You can still say them. They're still in your head. But do they have and this is not I know this is going to sound horrible because um, some people they really do have meaning for. They do. But, and they they're ritual and ritual. And they, right. Sick. And the ritual. And that's great. But 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 yeah, I love what you just said, because you were just sitting there saying words. Yeah. Uh, you know, every this beat, I say this, 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 because I was told to do it that way. So we're told to, to say these prayers and these specific prayers. But I love that Mary's like, well, I don't know what the heck I almost said hell. I don't know what the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heck you want. That means. Yeah. What does it mean? You know what I mean? So I love that. You're mm -hmm. all and well, just like you, Ginger. You were, although like, doing those doing those prayers over and over again allowed you to get into that kind of right meditative trance-like state yeah. like would she have come to you otherwise if you hadn't been doing the rosary he gets a really good point because the mantras with the buddhism there's lots of of, yeah. of, of religions that have the repeated prayer and yes it does put you in a trance-like state where you can blend in with and maybe with that's the whole point but nobody 
ever told us that that was the whole point. Right. Yeah. I, but I mean, it's all we, it all based on intention again. Right. So the people that do find comfort or empowerment or whatever through ritual, that's mm-hmm. their intent that drives them for somebody else. Maybe the ritual isn't it. It is just smack. I need help. <laughs> you know, yeah. heart, heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever, whatever drives you, as long as it's intentional, right, um, is how to make that connection. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, and even in when I open up the Kashic records, what I teach is a prayer. It, it's a it's a ritual. Of a, it's a ritualistic prayer, and it covers specific things that you want to um, be aware of that you're putting into. But then after the ritual is done, you, you know you're in, and and you're just going with who you, what's you're more fluid. It's, it's not a ritual, but I feel you know when I'm praying for something and something that I like Morocco or or, or Libya. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, it's overwhelming, just the things that are going on. So to have a prayer that I trust and believe in and to say that prayer um, helps me to put into words that I don't know how to put them into words. It's just too, too much. Or somebody is, is you know, dying of cancer and it's overwhelming. Um, sometimes I can, all I can do is say that prayer and show up and, it, you know, and it's hard to show up. So sometimes the ritual helps us show up. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to take that away from anybody. No, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. But being vulnerable to spirit, being honest with spirit, angels, God, whoever is, I think, key to healing. Yeah. That it, again, it's that the vulnerability that you may not be able to do to a, you know, human being sitting in front of you. You know, it's almost like, you know, you know, people go to like a, a therapist or something because, they can tell this person anything because this person doesn't know them, doesn't know any of the people in their circle. So they feel safer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, bearing their soul um, with somebody that they don't know that's not in their circle, that's not going to tell anybody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, the angels, same thing and cheaper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to, you don't have to pay them. Um, I find that to have a little talk a little bit about like what do you guys think about you have to have a little bit of a of faith here. Yes, I was just going to say that because I find I use Nancy's prayer when I open um, the Akashic Records also, and I find even after the first sentence or two, I can feel different. I feel different. Um, So it's the same thing sometimes in prayer. I know I'm connected Mm. uh, because I'm open and I can feel it. A knowing. Maybe sometimes it's physical in my body. I can feel like more relaxed or whatever the situation is. So I think, you know, the, I don't want to say practice of it, but doing it more and understanding and the, wherever it is in your body um, that you can feel it, you know, and that just gets stronger, I think. Yeah. And I, you know, I think before I do a a reading of any kind, I always say the same prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe like what, what you had said, Kathy, that, so that's the initial connection, mm-hmm. the prayer, the ritual, whatever is the initial connect that that's the link up or the opening or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Really interesting. It's repeated. So that the re- repetition gets you on that pathway that you already recognized intellectually and in your heart, you've already recognized it, that those words bring you back to that path. That yeah, it's almost, you could almost like equate it to, you know, to breathing, when we go to meditation, it's that breathing. Yeah. So 
you know, you know, so the prayer kind of like the breathing gets you into that space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The use of mudras too, you know, when I, when I make a certain gesture and I breathe and I say a certain set of words, that's like the power of three. And I'm like, I'm there. It's, it's, yeah. unless I'm really thinking about something else, but uh, then I have to say it a few times, but you know, that's, yeah, all those things are awesome tools. Interesting. And it, and it does feel empowering. If, you know, when you're overwhelmed or you're dealing with a situation where you just don't know what to do, you know, that sort of, I, I think of the word despair. Um, and when you ask for help, even the asking of help feels empowering. It, it did for me. Because you know, it's like, a surrender. Like It's a, it's surrender, a surrender and it's, and then an allowing. An allowing. Surrender and yep. like, you know, like I always say, Jesus, take the wheel. Right. You know, like it's a, it's a surrender, a surrender and an allowing and surrender can and be really powerful. It taking an action. It's an action. Yeah. As opposed to just, oh, I don't know what, you know, like I'm overwhelmed. And right. that was the situation I was in at that time. Um, just saying mm. that, asking for help was lifting, you know, yeah. it's just a piece of it. Yeah. So lots of help um, on the other side lots of help on the other side if everybody just i think that's one thing that this is i'm hoping that if somebody's watching this or someone watches this or listens to it that they're like i can do that do you know what i mean because i've gotten that from clients i can ask you know because they'll say can you please tell my mom or can you please tell my dog or can you please tell whatever and i'm like well yeah but you can i can i can do that of course you can yeah you know of course you can you just don't know you can. And now you do, hopefully. Yeah. So Nancy, you mentioned a deck of cards that you work with. Could you recommend a, a deck or a couple of decks to people who feel, you know, cards, they work with cards and that might be helpful? Yeah, I and really enjoy, I don't have it, I don't have it on my, on my desk right now, but um, Kimberly Marooney, um, she actually was a teacher of, um, oh, who's the one that we always go to um, that was the angel person? Um am I losing her name, but she, Kimberly Maroney kind of started the angelic uh, movement in the new age community where yep. it was all about angels. And she has written um, a number of, and she's made them into cards, really interesting things about angels, but also empowering things around the angels. So she has a book called um, the angel blessings and the angel guidance. You probably could search her. She's her cards are sometimes hard to find, but she's, I think it's trade winds press. And um, you can look on Amazon. Don't get fooled if you see a huge a deck of cards on there for all kinds of money. Just ignore that and keep looking. But um, I, I like how um, she has really personalized the angels, but did not water them down. So yep. um, they, each angel has their point of view and has the thing that they're bringing. Um, my favorite angel is Nisroch which is the angel of freedom. And then she uses these um, paintings, you know, um, from throughout the ages, paintings of angels or, or religious paintings. And she just says, this is what this means. And I'm like, I never thought of that. But the <laughs> angel of Nisroch is standing in jail. It's a painting of St. Peter when he was thrown in jail for talking about um, Jesus Christ, the Christ. And he, and then um, later on, I was visiting the Vatican and there they have the, manacles that saint peter well the angel just came and just took the manacles right off of saint peter so they have the manacles in um in the cathedral of the basilica anyway nisroch is one of my favorite angels because there's like you're in jail let me help you get out of jail and uh 
And, and that's like, that is so cool. The jails are sometimes they're in our lives. They really are in our lives, literally. And then, and you know, like the bank account tells us how far and how much we can do, for instance, but also um, we put ourselves into jail um, mm-hmm. a lot and Nisrock will help you get out of jail. And this, and I, I work like to work with Michael and Nisrock to have, when I'm really constricted myself. The other angel I love, love, love is Serviel who comes in um, dressed to the hilt and mm-hmm. shield and a sword and a, and a spear. And I'm like ready to go to war. And, um, and so sometimes when the end, when I have heard angels are forgiving and loving and light, this serial comes in and says, and, and even the, his boots are freaking metal, you know, <laughs> you know, we're, 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 he's dressed for a dragon. And, um, but the courage it takes sometimes to step into uh, say a family situation and say, no, Sometimes a, a archangel, uh, it's not archangel. I, I accidentally call these powerful angels archangels, but Serbial can come in and and um, say, okay, we're together. I've got your six. I've got your back. And you do, do need to say no. And that is a very unpopular answer. And yes, there's there's going to be fallout and you can handle it kind of thing. And so I like that angel a lot. So, and I've been introduced to these angels through Kimberly's work. Um so and then then you can get the angel encyclopedia. There's hundreds and thousands. Sometimes I'll get a name, right? Do you ever do this? I got it's this big, thick, thick. Yeah, and I'll get a name <clears throat> and I'll write it down. I say this can't be anything, and I'll look it up in that encyclopedia, and it's in there. It's just amazing. It's it's like or somebody will say, "I love that." Yeah, so I'm like, "Well, let me look it up. Let's not blow this one away." So, <laughs> right. I love that. Like if you see certain numbers or whatever, you're like, Ooh, you look it up. What does that mean? You know? Yeah. Um, I like that. So there's actually an encyclopedia of okay. angels. And is that by her? Did she write oh, that? No, this oh. is somebody totally different. Uh, I don't even know who it's by, but um, I was kind of cruising through the um, angelic books section on online, wherever that was. And then all of a sudden this big encyclopedia came up and I'm like, Holy cow. So I, I bucked up and got it. And, uh, really surprised me um uh, all the things that was in there and um talks a little bit about um i, I don't know if we, we don't want to go there but you know the whole idea of um satan and the um the fallen angel and all that stuff so i was mm-hmm. reading up on the fallen angel and and stuff like that and i and i and i got this message from the angel about about the fallen angel um what was the name of his why am I not remembering names? So what was the name of Satan before? Lucifer? Lucifer. Oh, um, when it was, uh, an angel. I don't know. I think was it was oh. it those maybe it was those names. Maybe it was Lucifer or Satan. But um wasn't Lucifer the devil? Right? Yeah. It's not the devil, it's a fallen angel. Yeah, so, there's another name. I know, I, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. And I, and I and I asked, so what's the deal with this, you know, and the, the king of the demons or whatever that is? And it's like, well. And and I got I want you they, they, what they said is I want you to think about something. I want you to think about that humanity has a lot of darkness, and you're you're being asked to work with light and dark within yourself. Something has to hold the darkness because the darkness is precious. The darkness is sacred, although the way that it's used not so great. So look at this as still an angelic being that's holding the darkness of humanity, and it and uh. it could very well be that. Um, something's going on there. Some kind of angelic wisdom is going on there. Um, uh, because we, uh, I don't know, you got all those erroneous Bosch paintings with horrible torture and stuff. Those are all 
human designs. Those are all human thoughts. And, right. uh, and the human thoughts can be conquered through your thinking, through your belief structure, through your spiritual work. So, and I'm just throwing that out there as a, as a challenge because we, yeah. in Christianity and in Catholicism, we get so darn scared of those, the devil and hell. And, and then if you work in spiritualism, there is no hell. We all return back to source. And and then, but there are people that still hold on. But that person is so bad. I cannot believe that they would get to go back to heaven. I said, we all go back to source. And that's just a challenge for a lot of people. Me too. And um, so anyways, I just didn't throw that out there. I don't know why I kept saying, did we not? No, about I think it's, yeah. I think it's a great thing to be looking yeah. at all sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm glad that you were able to come on with us. Um, I think that everybody's going to find this uh, podcast pretty interesting because angels are, um, everybody's intrigued by angels, whether they believe or not believe. Mm. Um, and I think you've given us some good, uh, some good info and some good food for thought. And those cards and that author yes. um, will yes. be helpful for those as well. So thank you. Um, thank you, Nancy. Really good to see you again. Yeah, we may see Nancy again. Um, so thank you for coming on. And thank you to our listeners, if you followed us all the way through. Um, and you know where to find us. So I'm not going to go through that, except for I would ask, or we would ask, that we are really trying to focus on our YouTube channel for followers. So if you could, uh, if you're on the, if you're on YouTube, look for us, The Psychic Wives, and hit subscribe and help us bounce that up, we would really be um, appreciative. And also so, anybody that's interested in Nancy, she's been a guest before. So her information is on our website, thepsychicwives.com. So thank you. Um, and until next time. Be well. And be kind. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry, Jerry Carabin, and Kathy Rumsey, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.